Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. We do, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley. Joining me, as always, are my two hosts, Will and Garrett. Guys, how are you? I'm doing good. 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 Very, very good. good today. Good week. Uh, yes, good. it was a very, yeah, very good week. Yes. Uh, new things happening in my world, and but... Uh, anyway, so Garrett, you suggested the topic on of just discussing some of our favorite characters in Star Wars. Yeah, um, so I I suggested uh, it came up. I don't know why, but just the, our top ten favorite <laughs> Star Wars characters of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm gonna say there's there's really no rules to this. So if, I mean, if there's like some random Ewok character from the, the <laughs> holiday special that you want to throw out there, go for it. Um, Wait, there was an Ewok in a holiday special? Wait, hold on. I don't know. I haven't seen it since the 80s. Uh, oh, you're uh, in so for I a treat. We only get to do top 10, huh? Top 10, yeah. We're opening, um, we're opening up a huge door here. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm a lot of mine i didn't even think about rules initially and um so i i pulled some of mine from the expanded literature that is no longer canon unfortunately um but i i was a these are characters that i i was a big fan of and so i i figured uh, you know we've all got probably an eclectic listing so i my thought is we just go around each one of us takes our time uh, we go through, you know, from 10 down to one, we explain a little bit about why we picked that character and, and then. Okay. Yeah. I like the idea. I like that. So, All right. so we'll go down, go around 10, then we do nine, nine. Do eight. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Hopefully we'll keep track of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, Garrett, since you came up with the idea, why don't you go first? Okay. Well, uh, my number 10 pick is uh and i'm sure i'm gonna get a lot of flack for this because it should be probably up a little bit higher but ahsoka tano mm-hmm. um she did make my top 10 and i i like the character uh initially when i was introduced to her back in what was it 2007 2008 with the clone wars movie i was not a fan i thought she was obnoxious and i just i thought it was a bad fit i'm like how does this fit within the canon and then as the Clone Wars series progressed, I grew to really appreciate what kind of a character she was um, and how she was kind of a both a sounding board for Anakin, but also a foil for him. Uh, she kind of kept him on the straight and narrow. And aside from Obi-Wan and Padme, she was really that last vestige of Anakin's willpower against uh, Palpatine. Yeah. Okay, I, I totally agree. I, yeah, I was, was I was more on board with her early on, um, but uh, but I do understand you know how her appeal grew. Yeah, um, I think that is no small part due to Ashley Eckstein and her efforts, not just as a voice actress for um, for the Clone Wars, but also with her with the whole her universe line of clothing for for fans. And uh, I think that she's been a great advocate. So I think that partially her character and her persona herself kind of are one and the same in a lot of ways. So, yeah. Well, Will, why don't you tell us who your number 10 okay, is? Okay, before, before I do, I'm going to just let you know that um, whenever one of you chooses one of mine, yeah. uh, I'm going to choose another one. So, okay. so basically, I was just saying, like, I mean, how can I narrow it down to just 10? Well, that's yeah. how I can do it. <laughs> that, that, that's my caveat. Oh. 
Oh, so I'm gonna. So I, you don't have to do it, but I'm just letting you know that I'm doing it. I'm throwing it out there. Like, okay, he chose Ahsoka, and Ahsoka was on my list. So now I'm gonna pick another one, but I'm not gonna tell you which one, which order, who's replacing who. But my number ten, and again, I will also preface that my 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 numerical order is a little spotty, meaning, you know, somebody who's tenth in my book versus somebody who's ninth. I I don't edge them out that much. It's just. Right how I'm thinking at this moment. But for number 10, I'm going to go with Obi-Wan Kenobi, specifically Obi-Wan, uh, younger Obi-Wan, like uh, that we saw um, in the recent um, uh, Kenobi TV series, that hmm. that age level of it. This, this aged, kind of damaged uh, character that found new hope, if you will, uh, pardon the pun, um, with this adventure, and I just thought that was a, a really... I've always loved the character in, in general. Uh, I loved being able to see someone who started out being the the sage, you know, the, the learned uh, mentor when we first knew him, only to later have him be the, in many ways, the protagonist, the person who was the main hero of the story. Um, and And to see him succeed and fail and and suffer for that and then have redemption so uh i just thought you know the the and again uh, kudos to ewan mcgregor for you know doing such an amazing job with that character all throughout the prequels and uh and and, and returning to it this year so that's right. number 10 yeah so my number 10 i'm going to go and yeah, I've been kind of thinking about this throughout the day. Um, who, because there's so many, like you said, there's so many characters like, oh, this guy. I am going to go with my first gut reaction, what I thought, and go with a character who is from the old expanded universe, uh, Legends. And that is former captain, also Admiral, became Admiral, Gilead Palayan from the Thrawn novels. I just always mm. liked the... Just something about the character of having the grizzled old war veteran who, even though he was an Imperial, still had some semblance of honor about him. You know, he was that side of the Empire that you had the sense that there was something honorable about Palayan. Like, even though he's an Imperial, he wasn't totally evil. He wasn't totally... And, you know, in the books, he was the one that kind of saved the empire and, you know, kind of decided, you know, decided that peace was the, the right option for, for the empire to go down in the end. Um, how did, what was his, how did his arc end, if you don't mind me asking? I don't I remember. Um, I know it the ended Nogri during stabbed Thrawn. Thrawn. Sorry, he, then. Then he, but I just he, think he got pushed out of the way, right? He did for a while, but eventually he kind of became. I think he became a grand admiral eventually. Oh, okay, so the, and right. while the mops were kind of arguing about themselves among themselves, he kind of took over the the imperial navy, and of course at that time, whoever controlled the military controlled the empire, right? And he was the one who basically solved the only way the empire can survive is if we make peace with the new republic I see. and end the war and and they i think his his arc ended during the the vong 
um, okay. uh, during that because they allied with the with the uh, with the Republic with the New Republic and eventually they formed the Galactic Alliance, which was like a combination of the Empire and the Republic and all the different other organizations into one. But yeah, my number my number ten is Palayan. All right, moving on to number nine, Jared. My number nine is uh, pulling us out of the uh, the ether of the expanded universe. Maris Brood, Ooh. as seen in uh, the Force Unleashed. Um, the Force Unleashed actually, I I have a very strong love for that game. The story was really well written. Um, the action set pieces were pretty fantastic. It gets a little repetitive with the gameplay, <laughs> I but that. I did. It's one of the only games I played. Yeah, and same. I mean, I, I, well, I take that back. I've played several Star Wars games just I've, I've, over the years, but it's the only one that I've, I've really had any real love for as far as a series is, uh, con- is concerned. But I, I like the idea of Maris Brew. Like the, I mean, the, the physics of her, of her lightsabers kind of throw me off being that Tonfa style. I think it's cool, but completely bizarre. But I like the character that she, goes through this really interesting arc of being uh, a Padawan to um, to a Jedi um, and then be, you know starts falling to the dark side because she's stuck on on uh, uh, oh, what is that planet called it was the jungle fungus planet Felucia Felucia yeah I, I keep all automatically like thinking back to you know the city in Iraq um, Felucia yeah yeah <laughs> But then she has this redemptive moment when Star Killer stops her, and he lets her go. And you know she, and I, I like Star Killer's line of "She suffered enough." Um, and so I thought she was a really cool character. That and she's a Zabrak, and you don't see that many Zabrak females who aren't a part of, uh, you know, the Witches of Dathomir. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right, good. I'm glad we're we're expanding. Uh, beyond uh, just the films and actually i'm about to do that myself and my number nine is coming from the rebels cartoon series and that is the character of sabine wren no relationship to kylo wren spelled differently um but i enjoy now now there's a lot of reasons why i enjoyed this character i enjoyed the i wasn't a uh, a huge mandalorian uh, follower fan I, I didn't I didn't really read a lot of the books I'm not a real aside I thought you know I read I read the Thrawn trilogy I read um, one or two one-offs um, of the expanded universe and that's pretty much it so uh, I didn't have too much knowledge of the way the story of Mandalore and things happened um, prior to watching things on Clone Wars Rebels and then eventually Mandalorian but Sabine, I always thought was an interesting character. I thought she had an interesting arc. Um, I loved that she was an artist, and that was just something you didn't see too much, you know. And art is big is a big deal in our family. Our daughter's an artist, artist, so we appreciated that she was a munitions expert, but also an artist. And um, they always did some pretty cool stuff with her, and and I'm looking forward to to seeing her story continue and develop. I believe in the Ahsoka series. I think they've mm-hmm. announced officially that yes. that one actress is going to play her. Yeah, and uh, that's fantastic. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Also, um, kind of cool to see an Asian actress uh, or an Asian character, which yeah. I wasn't 100 percent sure of during the animation portion of it, but uh, but it kind of became more evident 
and I love that every each, each season she had a different hair color. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so ironically, for mine, I'm going to be sticking with Rebels for my number nine, and go with General Harrison Dula. Um, I loved her arc again in Rebels, and then going back in uh, the recent Bad Batch and kind of seeing her start of you know during the uh the the um the the siege of ryloth the fight for ryloth and seeing her and just seeing her rise through the ranks of of the of the rebellion and become a a leader of the rebellion starting with this small group ragtag group of of uh rebels on the on the as a part of the crew of the ghost and then all the way up to hearing her name mentioned in Rogue One, uh, you know, General Sindula, you know, paging General, for paging General Sindula. Um, and again, I think it's going to be, you know, if we see her in Ahsoka uh, or we see her in the Mandalor- you know, Mandalorian, just, you know, idea of seeing her again and seeing that the group, again, just that the growth of that character and how important she what you know she's become to the whole general Star Wars story. So my number nine is is Harrison Dula. All right, I think that's a pretty good pick. Yeah. Cool, very good. So we're at number eight. Um, yes. My number eight again, going back to the expanded universe. <laughs> um, one of my favorite books was Shadows of the Empire, mm-hmm. and I loved Prince Shizor. I thought yeah. he was such a cool character the guy was just like the fact that he's trying to compete with vader for like this core position at at palpatine's right hand without even realizing the scope of what palpatine really is or truly is is just phenomenal i mean the 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 stones on this guy (laughs) and and his his power set being phalene is just the coolest like i I remember in high school, after having read through the book and, and going back through and, and reading through the Dark Horse graphic novel, I, I'm just like, the guy was so, he was so interesting as a character. And I wish we had seen more characters like that mm-hmm. throughout the, the, the franchise. Um, but what I, what triggered something for me is what if you had a failing character who became a Jedi? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, are they are they going to be subject to their whims as as the as the failing traditionally are, or you know, would they really be loyal to that cause? And it yeah. prompted me to start thinking, and I started developing um, a story in college, uh, my own spinoff of where I had a a Sith Lord who was failing that had been a Jedi, mm. but he had been a Sith Lord the entire time, uh, training his apprentice to be a Sith apprentice without even realizing it. That's mm. cool. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Cool yeah. It was cool. It's been cool to see, like, even in the, the different you know shows and stuff we've had, we've seen a few Faleen show mm-hmm. up. We saw a Faleen in um and no one no no one mentioned it in any of the uh, any of the uh the breakdowns that I watched, but one of the people that kidnapped little Leia was a Faleen. Oh, and the first yeah. thing I noticed, I'm like, that that's a Faleen. That's that's a yeah. Faleen. Like, oh my gosh, it's a Faleen. That whole status of the Empire thing was such an interesting. Oh time. yeah, that like was an entire so... like media blitz, as if there was a movie, but no movie, yeah. but everything else, and you know, just yeah. such a cool. That's a cool thing. Yeah, 
that would that's number eight, right? Eight, yes. All right, so eight. I'm gonna start throwing in some whimsical here. For my number eight, <laughs> I'm going to Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Yes. Oh yes. I'm sorry. I'm going there. I'm going there, and I I don't care what anybody thinks. Uh, no, I I absolutely love that character. Um, I want a whole Babu Frick series. I want a Babu Frick movie. Um, yeah, Babu I Frick just, meets Baby Groot. Yeah, it could be Babu Frick and Baby Groot. Yeah, they can go on a buddy buddy cop <laughs> film. Or something. I'm, I'm totally there. No, in all seriousness, I just I loved. First of all, I loved that um, you know that they were able to uh, take this idea of of a character being small in stature, but you know basically a, a genius you know being able to work with droids and um you know i loved that it was just something we hadn't seen before um you know he was quirky and he was weird and i just love that and and in, in in kind of an extension on that is um you know some expanded universe stuff if you will but his 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 species whatever the species is i don't have the name of it off the top of my head but um in you know the the galactic star cruiser that they're building down that they built down in Walt Disney World, uh, the Halcyon Star Cruiser. In the story is that it was built by uh, the same a person who's the same species as Babu Frick, and there's actually a little cabin you can find if you if you roam around the hotel. If you look down really low, there's a little tiny door <laughs> that that he lives in. Um, and it's just kind of fun. So I, I just like that uh, they they went with like a different sized type character like that, and it was just kind of yeah. fun. So that's yeah. my number eight. All right. So my number eight is hmm. I should have written these down. Um, I got my notes here, man. What do you mean you didn't write I, them down? I've been busy. All right, I've been busy all day with work. Um, my number eight. I'm going to go with some that I'm sure a lot of people would have higher on their list. And I love this character, but there's so many that I like above this character more, but it is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh yeah. He's um, definitely a good character. So, I mean, from the very beginning, you see him in um, the, 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 the Timothy Zahn novels, you know, from his first, first uh, showing in heir to the empire uh to his final so far we've seen him in rebels oh, he's um, so coming on coming in with ahsoka we know that. <laughs> yeah yeah and and the fact that they did such a good job of keeping what that character was when they brought him into the um into the into the, the new canon of working with timothy zahn to really get that care the characterization so there wasn't that much of a of a difference between the Thrawn we got in the novels to the Thrawn we get now, you know, there's not, you know, it seems, it seems like a very natural fit and a very natural, you know, um, switch over just, you know, switching the timeline a little bit so that he shows up a little earlier than he did in the books. Um, but just how smart and how, how smug he is and just, without being overly smug, like many Imperial officers are, you know, I just, you know, using art to figure, figure out how the, how the enemy thinks yeah. and fantastic. Yeah. Just very, very, so yes. Cool. Thrawn is my, my pick for my number eight. All right. Nice. Number seven. 
Number seven for mine. Um, I'm going a little bit more new school with this one. Uh, but Dr. Afra from the Marvel line. Okay. Of yeah. I I like this character. I've got the at least the first volume of her own series. Uh, I like her. She there's something just she's smart, she's cool, she's sexy. Um and the fact that she has a protocol droid that has a murderous rampage is absolutely hilarious to me. Like that's her bodyguard. It's this this demented program inside of a protocol droid, and all he wants to do is just murder humans as much as he possibly can. Anything living, he wants to kill it. And the fact that uh, that she built that, and that she's that Vader is hiring her to to build all sorts of cool stuff for him, mm. is just kind of neat. Yeah, she kind of gets to be Vader's sidekick for a spell. <laughs> That's cool. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yes. that's a good good one. Good one. All okay, right. so I'm I'm gonna go with a, a a kind of a twofer for my number four or sorry number I'm seven verse number seven, uh, and that's gonna be uh you know and I gotta take a shout out just to my to my uh, career choice which is being a music musician and music teacher. So I'm gonna go with both the, uh, the Cantina Band and the Max Rebo and Snipes Rules and. You know that the, the the bands from Star Wars, um, but especially Max Rebo. If I'm gonna give, if I have to give it to one, just because uh, I always loved his again his character. Uh, I know he doesn't say anything; he has no lines. But you know, I just love that they kind of plop him in in a lot of different places, and I love that the internet talks like crazy. That when at the end of uh, the penultimate episode of uh, of Book of Boba Fett, when when his when that nightclub blows up, he's not there. <laughs> and, and and it's like he he sur- somehow survived Jabba's sail barge blowing up, we, and and he was there with that one too. But no, he survived, and then he wasn't there. I said, "All right, he this was guy, a rebel spy too. He must know. He knows he something. Know something. Yes. Either that, or he's just so unreliable that he's just he sleeps late, misses the misses his performances. All the time. Uh, typical typical rock star, typical, typical rock, rock musician. You know, he must yeah. have been a percussionist or something. Did anybody ever see my? We it's one of our favorite. It's such a silly thing. Was the uh, robot chicken? There was a robot yes. chicken episode. Yeah, and it was and he talked like a New Orleans like eighty year old jazz musician. And all he was like, "I gotta get to the gig." <laughs> oh man! Oh man! The <laughs> I can't even do it. But no, it was, my, it was, my favorite, my favorite one of any of the magician, musician, we've joked about this before, is the, the Blue Harvest. So, do we have any requests? Play the same song again. Oh, play the same song. Okay. I know. I love it. <laughs> that's my number. That's not my number seven. I'm sticking All with right. this. I love it. With my number seven, I'm going to start getting into the heavy hitters. Um, some of the big names, because we we're getting close to the top five. Mm-hmm. So, my number seven is Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, the, you know, such an interesting, I mean, character the first time we see him, you know, talking about the living force and just his mentorship of, of Obi-Wan. And you see, you see in many ways, the same thing you, you see later with Anakin and Obi-Wan, where there's a little bit of conflict um, between how Obi-Wan is seeing things and how, you know, uh, Qui-Gon is seeing things where 
you know, Qui-Gon is much more willing to follow, follow his instincts, follow his feelings, follow how, what he feels the force is telling, you know, the living force is telling him, whereas Obi-Wan is much more toe the Jedi line, you know, very much, you know, he even says like, if you would just follow what the council says, you'd be a, ma- you'd be, you know, you'd be a math, you'd be on the council right now. You'd be on the council, right. You'd yeah. be on the council. Um, but yeah, just, and I mean, you know, played so amazingly um, by can't think of his name now. Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. Liam Neeson. Take away, take away my Star Wars cred. I'm shutting down right now. I forgot who played him. Like on Jen. Nah, it's all right. This has been amazing. This has been an amazing run here at War of the Stars. But thank you so much. <laughs> he has uh, a particular set of skills. Yes. Yes. He will find um, you. And he will take your lightsaber. We will um, talk to you about the living force. Yes. <laughs> and of course, seeing him again at the end of, of Obi-Wan um, was just really, really yes. cool. Yeah. Very, very, I, would, um, I think there would have been riots if he didn't show up, though. I think so. Yes. So, yeah, that's my number, my number seven. All right. Moving on to number six. Number six, uh, for me, I've got Quinlan Voss. I I like the character. Um, I collected the Clone Wars uh, graphic novels that Dark Horse put out, and I really enjoyed reading through them because there are some really interesting characters that popped up in the in the in that series. Um, some really neat characters. And Voss was one of those characters that I wish had gotten a little bit more fleshed out during the Clone Wars cartoon. We got a couple of episodes with him, but not many. Yeah. Um, but we got, I mean, from as far as like the print, he's he's got this great presence. And the thing I like about him is he's a he's a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Like he because he operates as a as a double agent, sometimes even a triple agent. Uh, during the Clone Wars, you're not really sure which side he's on. You can see where his loyalties lie, but you're not really certain. And he's one of the few Jedi that makes it out alive. Uh, Apparently, and, yes. And not only does he make it out alive, he makes it out alive with a girlfriend and a kid on the way. And at least according to the books. And I yeah. thought that was just so cool for him because, you know, having coming from a background where he has none of that um and he comes from a, a a people that's just steeped in in the culture of clans and 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 that family upbringing i thought that was a really neat connection for him yeah cool so it was yeah. also it was cool to see in um the little easter egg if people if people noticed it in obi-wan of, of when he's going through the tunnel and he sees the name he even mentions quinlan you yeah, know, Quinlan Voss. So it's kind of showing that yes, even in the new canon, Quinlan Voss made it out. Uh, so that was really cool to see too. But yeah, that was a good pick. Good pick. Okay. All right. Who's your number six? All right, my number six. I am gonna go with Tobias Beckett. Ooh. Solo. Mm-hmm. And my reasoning is that um, I always felt that this character was um, kind of a. Um, you know, a mirror, mirror universe version of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, a, a mentor, a mentor picture, or, or, sorry, a mentor figure for Han in the way that Obi-Wan was a mentor figure for Luke. 
but was one that, you know, whilst, you know, it turned out was someone who would, you know, basically sell him out and uh, was a villain, so to speak, you know, and would have killed him, you know, would have killed Han. And, uh, you know, but right up until the end, he was like teaching him lessons. And hmm. I guess, and, and in the end, I always, I love that final scene. I mean, I, and I think my favorite part about that scene where Tobias is about to shoot, shoot, you know, like why he's reaching for his pistol and Han just shoots him and, and Chewie like, looked like he got, he was shocked. He was like, Oh my God, what, what did he, I can't believe he just did that. But you know, it was the right move. It was the right move for him to do. Cause he knew that he was, he was the guy, the guy was going for his weapon, but also just all the lessons he taught him, trust no one, you know, that, that shaped Han into the character we know and love. And yeah. um, I thought that that character did a great job with that. And I'm sorry that we didn't get to see more adventures and maybe someday we will in some way, shape or form, but uh, I would have loved to see um, more heists by Tobias and his original crew because uh, it'd be kind of fun. So yeah. Tobias Beckett, number six. All right. My number six, I'm going back to the crew of the ghost. And that is the, I guess you could say lost to Jedi. I don't want to say the word fallen Jedi, but the lost Jedi, Kanan Jarrus, AKA Caleb Doom. Um, I loved his arc throughout Rebels. And again, kind of a redemption arc of someone who had lost his way and, you know, was just kind of going through, you, kind of, you get the sense at the very beginning that Kanan is just kind of going through the motions. You know, he's found this, this family, but he's kind of hiding his Jedi identity um, and kind of, you know, running from, from who he is. And then this little kid, this kid comes along, uh, Ezra, and kind of helps refocus him um and kind of realizes at the end you know what his you know his role is as a jedi of uh again i think one of the best death scenes we've seen in star wars is caleb's caleb's sacrifice at the end during the uh the siege during the battle of lothal um and so yeah just really great character really awesome how he just kind of like i said you know loses his way and then finds his way right and becomes that mentor figure and like we see so many times throughout star wars you know does what every mentor figure eventually has to do which is sacrifice himself for the people that he cares for yep. so yeah that's nice. my number six okay moving to five top five Top five. Okay, so this is not exactly a twofer, but it is because it's the same character using different names. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm going to go with uh, Ashred Het from the Clone Wars slash Darth Crate from Star Wars Legacy. Mm. Um, I love this character because um, he's a human character raised amongst Tux Tuscans. He has embedded himself within their culture to the point where even as a Jedi still wears the mask and his, uh, his lightsaber uh, is designed to have some elements of, ga of gaffy stick designed to it. Mm -hmm. um, but he's one of the few Jedi, at least in the, in the graphic novels done by uh, dark horse that he survives 
and uh, at you know he escapes and he has an encounter with Yuzhan Vong, uh, which leaves him uh, somewhat uh, infected with the the illness that they were spreading throughout the galaxy. Um, and he eventually turns to the dark side on during their torture and becomes Darth Krayt. And he sets about trying to rule the galaxy with, um, you know, rebuilding the Sith order. But instead of it being one master, one apprentice, he calls it the one Sith, the rule of one. And, and he starts uniting all these Sith Lords uh, under his banner. And it's, it's really kind of cool. And like his armor is built off of pieces of bone harvested from crate dragons. Mm. That's cool. Very cool. cool. Yeah. All right. All right. My so who's five. your number five? Well, my number five, Chirrut Imway from. Oh, that's a good one. Rogue one. Yes. Yeah, so oh. my, 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 my here. Uh, fantastic character. And one, I hope we will see again at some point. Um, I think he was deserving of a of his own show. Uh, such a great storyline of someone who was a not a Jedi, but someone who was kind of a member or a guardian. Well, guardian of the wills, um, a a member of the Church of the Force, I guess, and somebody who who worked solely on faith solely on faith not through any proof of anything um and 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 you can't even argue you can't even argue definitively one way or the other whether his final act was him using the force or the force guiding him or was it just dumb luck you know yeah. um we just don't know and they never really explain it for sure well it's just it's just donnie Yen being a badass and yes, yeah donnie Yen being a badass it's just <laughs> yeah. unbelievable and uh, my that whole scene with him and the stormtroopers is one of my favorite moments in Star Wars mm. ever. And I'm not even very much into, um, you know, uh, you know, martial art pictures or things of that nature. But there is an artistry. There's a choreographed beauty, like dance, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And and it just was that, but in Star Wars. So you have to love it. So cheer it, everybody. Yeah. Yes. Five. So my number five is going to be K2SO from oh, Rogue nice. One. Uh, love the character. Um, so, so quirky, so, so sassy. I mean, we have in all, in all of the sassy droids that we've had. Um, now he wins. <laughs> he wins. It was close between him and my other favorite murder droid, Chopper. <laughs> um, those two are I think I think I think I could maybe do a tie okay I'll do I'll do that I'm doing choosers choice I'm doing a tie for fifth chopper murder droid <laughs> and k2so um just both of them are still so many great great moments from them one of my favorites is the of course is the line um we're here to rescue you you, you know please do not resist <laughs> you're welcome um <laughs> uh uh my favorite my, my favorite chopper moments is when the little astromech or imperial astromech saves 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 the saves their ship one time and they're talking to it like they're going to bring it on board and chopper just kind of 
pushes it out the, out the out the airlock. Like yeah, <laughs> my, like, my favorite, <laughs> my absolute favorite description of Chopper was from Dave Filoni himself hmm. when he was comparing uh, R two to Chopper. Yeah, and he was like R two is like everybody's favorite dog, like the yeah. family dog, and Chopper <laughs> is a cat. Yes, <laughs> Chopper's yes. a cat. <laughs> Chopper's a cat. And, yep, and owning a cat, I can tell you, yes, Chopper. That's good. Oh, I, that that reminds me. I, even we call it call it murder droid. I heard a comedian one time talk about that, saying like, when you when you get, bring a dog home for the first time from from you know the shelter or wherever, you're bringing home your future best friend. When you bring home a cat, you're bringing home your future murderer. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. My goodness. Oh, so yes. So we're at top four now. Top four. So my number four pick is RX-24, a.k.a. Rex, the original Ooh. pilot for the Speeder 3000. Oh, I love that. Um, one of the first rides I ever really have any memory of riding at Disneyland uh, was Star Tours. I mean, I remember going on like the teacups and Dumbo and – and Alice in Wonderland is a little kid, but as far as like really any conscious memory of a ride I wanted to go on, uh, it was Star Tours. It was such a because Star Wars was always such a big thing, and this was the only Star Wars ride in 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 the state. And I'm like, I got to do this. Absolutely. And I thought he was funny. I thought it was quirky. He was entertaining in just the right way that made kids think he was fun, but at the same time he wasn't so obnoxious, despite the Paul Rubens voice. Yeah. that it would drive parents crazy yeah absolutely that's a great one. Oh, i love it that was really good rex um okay oh where am i number okay so i'm gonna go i'm gonna head over to uh sequel trilogy poe dameron is my next mm. one i uh thoroughly enjoy his character i thoroughly enjoy his um kind of tongue-in-cheek uh wit but also the struggles that he had as a character um, trying to learn to to lead, I liked his arc in uh, in um, in Last Jedi. You know where he was like trying, you know, just trying to be the hotshot pilot, but you know, and, and he succeeded, but you know, at a huge cost. And with Leia trying to be his mentor, trying to teach him, so I uh, very much enjoyed. And 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 he's tied. His character is also tied to the Battle of Yavin because I think that his parents were both fought there. Uh, as at least as the as the uh, backstory goes, so yep, I'm, yeah. I'm putting that putting Poe at number four. Number four, all right. So my number four, I'm going to start getting again into the big wig territory. My number four is on Solo. I nice. mean, what else do you? What else can you say? It's on. He shot game. first. So <laughs> no, he just shot. He didn't. He didn't shoot first. Han shot. Like first, it. first indicate. First would would send, send, indicate that you know the that Greedo had a choice, had it had a chance, even to even put his gun on the holster. No, Han shot. End of discussion. Um, but I mean, I Cap, Captain the Millennium Falcon. Just so I mean, we could do a whole episode on Han Solo. Just, I mean, just Han Solo. I mean, just Harrison Ford. Um, amazing, you know, created this amazing character. Um, Aaron 
I can never remember the guy's name. Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. I thought did a did a did a really good job of of continuing that that character. Um, yeah, we both me I mean me and Will have different views on on the solo movie, um, but I think he did or did a did a did a good job with that. Um, but I yeah, like I said, it's Han Solo. What more can you say? It's Han Solo. Okay, number three. Three. Number three. Asajj Ventress. Ooh. Again, badass. Um, and just totally awesome. Like, she's got probably one of the neatest arcs in the Clone Wars animated series where she goes from being this, this weapon yeah. to you know kind of playing both sides against each other yeah but on a more personal level mm-hmm. you know you you obviously you know she has a hatred for kenobi um and she has a rivalry rivalry with both ahsoka and anakin but at the same time the person that she wants to kill most in the, in the galaxy is uh is dooku yeah and whoever's pulling dooku's strings and while she knows who that is uh, to some extent, it's it's still she. It's not as she's not as knowledgeable as she thinks she is. Right. Mm. But I I liked her as a character. Uh, she was she was kind of neat. Um, when they did the uh, the two D animated miniseries for Clone Wars, I'm like, who is this character? This is yeah. awesome. Um, brilliant uh, character design, and the way that she was fleshed out in the comics was even better. Mm. Okay, great. Sorry, so who's your number three? Okay, I'm del- delving into big t- big name territory here, but not not quite the biggest, but uh, still one of my favorite characters ever since I was a little kid. Um, the Calamari and himself, Admiral Akbar. That's right. He beat me to it. <laughs> Everybody goes there. You're welcome. <laughs> That's a robot chicken thing more than it was a Return of the Jedi, I think. Oh, uh, I could say a really bad dad joke here. You know, what does Admiral Ackbar say when he goes to the bathroom? It's a crap. Oh gosh, family pot, <laughs> family podcast, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, keep it somewhat tasteful. Okay, anyway, <laughs> no, uh, just loved him. Just loved his. Uh, I love that. You know, we, you know, when you think about it, at that point in in the Star Wars history, you. you would look through, you know, all the generals, and again, a lot of this is budgetary for budgetary reasons, but you know, all the generals, all the big, big muckety mucks were just white old dudes, and same thing happened in episode or in, in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Then all of a sudden, you get into Jedi, and there's this whole whole other race. It's multiple races, and part of that was just that you know Lucas had more money to play with and make more masks, but um, I always thought it was just such a cool character. And the way they puppeteered him was really fantastic. And I'm really happy that he found himself uh, back in uh, in the sequel trilogy. Um, I didn't mind that. I mean, a lot of people were upset that he died. I, I didn't really mind that he died. I mean, he lived a long time, so I was okay with it. Plus, we got more stories with him in uh, in uh, the Clone Wars. So mm-hmm. I just, just love the character. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that, uh, that he had such a fruitful Star Wars life. So... Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Admiral Akbar. Yes. So my number three is I'm going to go with something a little bit newer, a character that's a little bit newer. That is 
Din Djarin, the Mandalorian himself. Um, you know, just in the, the 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 two seasons that we've got, you know, amazing character work they've done with him of really bringing this brand new character that has you know you know had really no real connection to any of the other series or any of the other things and um yeah just as, as, as awesome as he is my absolute favorite part of him in this entire two series two seasons plus the little stuff he was in boba fett was him trying to get grogu to you know take the red wire and plug it into where the oh gosh that was one of the best scenes in the entire, the entire franchise <laughs> No, don't, but don't, but don't mix him up. <laughs> oh, and then, then you hear the explosion and the screech, and, and he's like, okay. okay? <laughs> don't mix him up. Uh, you get a shock. Oh, and and as a dad of a of a, of a little I, little child, it's just so many things. You're just like, yes, that is such a dad moment. I, I do think oh, that's why it's goodness. a dad moment. It's a yes, dad you're moment. just like, oh. Oh, so yes. anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just you know, the Mandalorian, yeah, such a runaway hit. And so much of that has to do with Mando, you know, Mando himself. Um, as much as everyone loves loves little Grogu, um, you know, Mando is you know, is that is you know, what is that show? You know, so many, you know, going from being such a badass character to a funny to being funny to being you know making you cry um you know and knowing just and showing so much emotion even even with with the helmet um which is you know a sign of a good actor you know being able to show emotion and show what he's what's going on under the mask without us seeing physically seeing you know that um so yeah yeah then dejaran the mandalorian is my number three all right, number two, and ultimate. Here we go. Number two for me is Cal Kestis from Star Wars Jedi: Fallen Order. Mm. Um, I, you know, at first I didn't like the character because I'm like, he's played by the dude who played the Joker in Gotham, and I'm like, this is weird. But the the more I played through the the game. Um, I really came to like the character. He's a really heartfelt character. Um, and he's one of the few gingers in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, um, I mean, he, he, it's a really like his fighting style is very interesting. Um, he, the fact that he has, um, the same kind of, um, um, uh, psionic or telepathic recollection abilities as uh quinlan voss and some of the other uh kifu or kifex um uh natives is kind of interesting it kind of makes me wonder what his origins were prior to the clone wars mm. um but still really really neat character and with um with star wars jedi survivor coming out this next year i'm really itching to see what happens next there's a, a new book coming out in march that bridges the gap between those two stories and i'm i kind of want to get it yeah okay. all right who is your number two will all right i'm going with uh what would many lists would be number one but he is my number two uh 
Luke Skywalker. Mm. And, 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 you know, why is number again, don't take, don't put too much stock into my one yeah. versus my two or any numbers, but why he's on my list um, is that we wouldn't have star Wars without Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Every other character that as cool as they all are, and you can argue any other one, but I would argue back that without Luke Skywalker, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it the movie doesn't work. Yeah. And the story doesn't work. And all the expanded universe and sequels and, and new movies and new TV shows, none of it matters. None of it matters. Even if you're things involving characters that have no rec, no dealing with Luke, Luke Skywalker was just the ultimate, you know, ultimate hero. Uh, yeah. reluctant hero at first, whiny teenager, growing to badass Jedi, growing to disgruntled mentor, you know, someone who was sad for his failings, someone who constantly wanted to remove himself from the situation, not a perfect person, not a, not some uh, godlike creature, you know, but yet something, someone who could you know, just pull out amazing feats, and every movie we saw him, and he did something new to to surprise us. So, yeah. Well, you actually took my number two. <laughs> Darn you! Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Um, so, but I will pick one that's already been actually already been picked. Um, and I will do my number two is going to be. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. Um, you know, I just loved love the character, you know, especially the the as you said, the Yo McGregor uh Obi-Wan and that even you know, his whole whole arc from the from for the first time in canon that we see him, the timeline that we see him in episode one through to his sacrifice on the Death Star. Um yep. you know the the penult the The ultimate—I wouldn't say ultimate Jedi, but but in many ways the perfect Jedi. Like it, what the exemplifier of what I what the Jedi were. I think that's Obi Wan Kenobi. You know, he he exemplified the the Jedi code, the Jedi teaching, uh, in all its in all its good points and its flaws. You know, he was you know he was very much that um to you know to both you know his detriment and to its to his credit you know he 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 was a jedi to the very end um so okay yeah all right we're coming all down right. to number one number one and mm. if anyone picks my number one, I'm still going to pick it just because. Okay. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. There's no rules. You guys will never guess. Probably who I have as my You've number had one. the most. There, yours is the list yours? that I don't even know some of the ones <laughs> on your list. I mean, I mean, I knew most of them, but I didn't know all of them. So. I, I I like to go for the obscure. It's fun. That's okay. That's yeah. good. That's uh, so about. my number one, hands down, is Star Killer. Okay. from the, the force unleashed by far like seriously i mean like you play through the games and he's he is severely overpowered compared to a lot of other characters you encounter but so freaking cool he's got one of the best character arcs i've ever seen i mean his parents were hiding out on kashik 
Uh, I'm not sure which one was the master, which one was the apprentice, but you get the idea that they were that close that they have a relationship. Um, and uh, they ended up, you know, having him. He gets, uh, I, I like how they kind of recycled parts of his name into uh, into Rogue One because his name is Galen Merrick. Um, they, re, you know, they. Oh yeah. Okay. Galen uh, Urso. Galen Urso and, and then Star Killer Base was recycled back in. Um, but I mean, the character. Is, I mean, there's this this scene. Uh, it, it's a gameplay scene where you're on Rax's Prime, the junkyard of the galaxy, and you get to rip a star destroyer out of the freaking sky. <laughs> How many Jedi characters have? the ability to make that claim yeah. not many mm-hmm. and yeah. it's, it's, oh and the fact that like because the 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 game came out around the same time as the clone wars he has that same unorthodox backhanded uh fighting style that ahsoka has yeah it's it's like it, they make for a good mirror for each other mm-hmm. right right i definitely can see that yeah cool all good right. One. Good choice. So, good number one. Yeah. So who is your number oh, one? Oh, me. He's only the savior of just about every Star Wars movie. It's only like without this character, they the heroes would have lost every time. R2 C3PO. D2. R2 D2. Well, C3PO. <laughs> uh, no, C3PO. He was. <laughs> Sorry. <gasps> Not C3PO. R2 D2, my friends. R2. This astromech droid, this walking and rolling toaster that, because they never erased his memory, knows everything. <laughs> he knows everything that's going on. He literally saves the day in every movie. Specific, at least, well, no, I mean, in every movie. He yeah. literally saves the day, including the sequel trilogy. He, he's, you know, he's doing stuff in there. I can't, maybe not Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I guess he helps out here and there, but but mainly the but the other ones, everything in one. Oh, he restores three uh, PO's memory in Rise of Skywalker. Oh yeah, he restores C three PO's memory, so he does that. So I mean, he's just the hero of Star Wars. He's also George Lucas's favorite character. Yeah. So I, I you know you got to give. So him you're trying to score points with the big guy. Oh well, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, if, if yeah. it's good enough for the guy who created Star Wars, it's good enough for me. So. <laughs> I I go with R two D two every day and twice on Sundays because he's just, he's just everything, and um, I I I do find it interesting in the Star Wars universe how droids um do become a bit eccentric, uh, as three PO says with all they've been through that it seems like the more you throw at them, the more they just become more and more and more like human beings. So mm-hmm. interesting. with the amount of droids that are out there, I'm surprised there hasn't been an uprising. Like exactly right. Yeah. All right. So my number one. I just have to say, with all these other choices, I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my number one is Anakin Skywalker, aka slash Darth Vader. I, I think so many. It's growing up, you know, every kid wanted to be Darth Vader. You know, at one point you want to put on that mask, you want to be that that badass, just I did. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, every every everyone. There's just something about Vader that's just so captivating. You know, of you know, he's so menacing and so intimidating. And then you find out as you get older, you you know you you learn the backstory of Anakin and you know the tragic. You know, it's so it's such a tragic background character. But then watching him through the Clone Wars, you know, it's yeah. seeing that that you know um that growth and that kind of story you, you get a, a better sense of how he ended up to mm-hmm. you know to there um which i was i was so cool to see him in the uh the final season of season seven of the clone wars again um and then of course seeing him in obi-wan um you know, Hayden Christensen reprising the role once again. Um, I mean, and I, I we joke about it all the time, you know, about the fact that, especially particularly the first six movies are Vader story. You know, it is Star Wars, you know, if you want to say Star Wars, meaning episode one through six is Vader story. It's his, it's his rise, it's his fall, it's his redemption. You know, you can say like, you know, who was the Jedi that returned and Return of the Jedi? It wasn't Luke. It was Anakin. You know, at least that, at least that's the way I see it. Yeah. Anakin was the Jedi that returned. You know, you can make the argument that after he left, that Luke was the one that took up that mantle again. But what caused that to really happen and helped cause the fall of the Empire was the return of the Jedi. Anakin Skywalker. So that There's is my number one. Meeting. Yeah, yeah. With well, with a lot of things. It's all like what did Obi-Wan say? It's all point, it's all based on your point of view. Right. From a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. Yes. Yeah, I get that. Absolutely. So yes. All Very right. Good. Very yes. good. Very yeah. Well, was... Just I thought it was fascinating, guys, that I, I kind of took jotted everything down. There were only two doubles. Unless some of you, there was like, a few times I had I changed mine. Okay, uh, like I said, I um, only changed it the one time because I kept a note of if I had to change yeah. it, and I only changed it the one time. Yeah. So and I find it interesting that I find it interesting also the characters that were not on our list. That uh, are I don't want to put stock into that because I'll tell you right now if we do this if we ever decided to do this yeah. a second time, another top ten I come up with ten more names that I yeah would just, yeah but just the fact that names like Leia weren't uh, wasn't on there that. Um, you know, um, I don't. Yeah, but as I said, I don't. I, yeah. I just feel like it's. I. I. I Lando. Very, Lando. Yeah. I. I feel as though there's so many characters. I mean, I mean, Garrett was going through video game and comic and novel characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. this is so. We were going through <laughs> Clone Wars and cart and Rebels and. I mean, we didn't even touch on the Bad Batch, and there's no. some great characters there. Oh so, yeah. So I really think you guys could just. You know, I'm not putting I don't want anybody to put any stock in the names we just said as like the definitive list. No, because the no. definitive list is whichever, you know, it's like always people ask me, what's my favorite Star Wars movie? It's the one I'm watching. <laughs> That's the answer. The one I'm the, my favorite Star Wars movie is the one I'm watching. My favorite character is the one I'm thinking about right now. You know, that's, uh, you know, so don't ever think yeah. that it has to be definitive. But I uh, I, I love that. I, I, I recommend top 10 lists like this for the future. 
We will. Yeah. Yeah. But we should wrap this one up because we're getting, we should, getting yeah. late here. So. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, uh, Garrett, when you tell the people out there where they can find you at? Well, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at GKJ underscore publishing. Uh, I post all my my posts about my books and my thoughts and uh, trying to share the the episodes as they come out. Um, I'm actually wrapping up my fourth season on my YouTube channel, which is also called GKJ publishing. Um this Saturday, I have one final episode, then I get to take a month off and then back to the drawing board. Hmm. All right. Will, what about you? Where can people find you at? I am on YouTube with Darth Tuba, the Star Wars unboxing show. And I have gotten so many episodes because basically between my trips down to, to Disney, to Batu East, as I like to call it, and uh, the um, fact that I, as a collector of Star Wars toys, I pre-order these days you pre-order everything and everything just came shipping at once which is um annoying <laughs> fun but annoying both for your for the fact that you're trying to unbox everything and also for your credit card because it gets you know charged all at once but um we have a ton of episodes i think i have episodes pre-recorded through mid-october because um there's just so many and you can reach me at uh darth tuba 77 at gmail.com or check me out on Instagram and Twitter at Darth Tuba. As for us, you can, of course, reach us through our email at orofthestars1 at gmail.com. That is also our Twitter handle. Um, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search War of, the, War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. If you want to check out the show, uh, the best place to do that is, of course, to any podcast link you go to, just again, search War of the Stars. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcast. We are on I think Anchor. Anchor. Anchor.fm. Oh, yeah, Anchor. That's a good yeah. place to, to, to find us at. Uh, so just search any of those links and that will take you straight there. If you want to support the show, one way, of course, is by checking out the cool t-shirt that Will is having. You can get that at our shop, we have the links in the our Twitter in our on our Twitter page. We'll also have them in uh, all our social media handles that you can get the link to there to get the cool to get our our merch, or you can go to patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars and support us there. Uh, that is about it. Um, next week. We will be discussing what we'll be meeting when we will record next week. We'll let you know that and get that up to you. As always, though, remember this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next week, may the force be with you.